0: Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is May 12th, and we will be reading paragraphs 1028 through 1034. And it is the seventh Sunday of Easter, and it is also Mother's Day. So happy, happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. I want to send a special shout-out to my mother, Lucy, and also my mother-in-law, Liz, and, of course, my wife and mother of two, Suzanne. Happy Mother's Day to you all. We will continue with our section on, uh, I believe, in life everlasting. We'll finish up our part on uh, heaven and then talk about purgatory and hell today. So we begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because of his transcendence, God cannot be seen as he is unless he himself opens up his mystery to man's immediate contemplation and gives him the capacity for it. The church calls this contemplation of God in his heavenly glory the beatific vision. How great will your glory and happiness be to be allowed to see God, to be honored with sharing the joy of salvation and eternal light with Christ your Lord and God, to delight in the joy of immortality in the kingdom of heaven with the righteous and God's friends. In the glory of heaven, the blessed continued joyfully to fulfill God's will in relation to other men and to all creation. Already they reign with Christ. With him they shall reign for ever and ever. Roman numeral three, the final purification or, pur- or, or purgatory. All who die in God's grace and friendship but still imperfectly purified are indeed assured of their eternal salvation. But after death they undergo purification so as to achieve the holiness necessary to enter the joy of heaven. The church gives the name purgatory to this final purification of the elect, which is entirely different from the punishment of the damned. The church formulated her doctrine of faith on purgatory, especially at the councils of Florence and Trent. The tradition of the church, by reference to certain texts of scripture, speaks of a cleansing fire. As for certain lesser faults, we must believe that, before the final judgment, there is a purifying fire. He who is truth says that whoever utters blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will be pardoned neither in this age nor in the age to come. From this sentence, we understand that certain offenses can be forgiven in this age, but certain others in the age to come. This teaching is also based on the practice of prayer for the dead already mentioned in sacred scripture. Therefore Judas Maccabeus made atonement for the dead, that they might be delivered from their sin. From the beginning the church has honored the memory of the dead and offered prayers and suffrage for them, above all the Eucharistic sacrifice, so that thus purified they may attain the beatific vision of God. The church also commends almsgiving, indulgences, and works of penance undertaken on behalf of the dead. Let us help and commemorate them. If Job's sons were purified by their father's sacrifice, why would we doubt that our offerings for the dead bring them some consolation? Let us not hesitate to help those who have died and to offer our prayers for them. Roman numeral 4, Hell We cannot be united with God unless we freely choose to love him. But we cannot love God if we sin gravely against him, against our neighbor, or against ourselves. He who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Our Lord warns us that we shall be separated from him if we fail to meet the serious needs of the poor and the little ones who are his brethren." To die in mortal sin without repenting or accepting God's merciful love means remaining separated from Him forever by our own free choice. This state of definitive self-exclusion from communion with God and the blessed is called hell. Jesus often speaks of Gehenna, of the unquenchable fire reserved for those who to the end of their lives refuse to believe and be converted, where where both soul and body can be lost. Jesus solemnly proclaims that he will send his angels and they will gather all evildoers and throw them into the furnace of fire and that he will pronounce the condemnation, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.